Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. All right, so the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. And I want to tell you something important today that you might already know, you might need reminding of, or you've never heard before. The freedom you experience in your life is directly linked to who or what is Lord in your life. So let me read it again. The freedom you experience in your life is directly linked to who or what is in your life. But remember, wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. You know, whatever you exalt to the highest place in your life, that is the thing or the person that you are allowing to dictate the terms. Whether that's God, whether that's your boss, whether that's your workplace, whether or not it's yoga, I don't know, whatever else you love and put as a priority and centre of your life. That is a thing, even family, and that can be a bit controversial, can't it? Because family is so important, so important. But if we exalt that even above God, then that thing dictates the terms as well. And it's not always a bad thing. Family is busy, life is busy. I'm not saying you can't drive your kids to sport or guitar lessons or have family barbecues or outings. Definitely nothing like that. But God is to be exalted above everything else within our lives. You know, if you allow your workplace to be exalted as the main thing in your life, then that workplace will dictate the terms. You will work harder to earn more money. You will put in more hours and it's probably healthy for you to do. You will constantly be on a phone or a device, checking emails, waiting for every bing of your phone. And there are busy seasons in life. But if your work, for example, is exalted as the highest priority within your life, that is the thing that is going to rule and run your life. I don't know about you, but for me today, this morning, my whole life, I hope that God, I hope that Jesus, I hope that the Holy Spirit is a thing exalted most in my life. Because at the end of the day, I want Him to dictate the terms over my own life. I don't want to be the centre I don't want to dictate the terms because I'm going to get it wrong and I'm going to stuff up, <clears throat> stuff up. And I'm, I went out for dinner last night, I have to tell you, and it was so loud. Have you ever been to a restaurant that was so loud? And there was a, like a big group of us, soccer mums, you know, if you've ever been to dinner with soccer mums, it's a bit loud and crazy. And so my voice is not 100% because I had to pretty much shout to talk to the person next to me last night. And I was, I'm a bit of a fussy eater. And I looked at the, Hannah, you know, and I looked at the menu before I went, because I always look before I go, I need a plan before I arrive of what I'm going to eat. And I was like, oh, I actually don't eat a whole lot, like AKA nothing on this menu. Because sauce is my thing. I'm not a sauce person. And everything was like, you know, had sauce all through it that I go, I wouldn't, wouldn't eat that. So my friend said to me, oh, there's chicken wings. And I'm like, I would never, like if Dan knew I ordered chicken wings last night, he would think that was the best thing that has ever happened to him or his wife in the, I think we worked out yesterday, I think yesterday was 16 years 
since we got engaged. And that probably would have been the best thing that's ever happened to him if I ordered chicken wings. Anyway, they arrived. And because I did say to my friend, are they spicy? Because, you know, chicken wings, I usually got a bit of heat in them. They were so spicy, I could barely breathe. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be a bit hungry, I think, when I get home. So by this morning, I was like, I'm going to eat the whole earth. I don't know why I told you that. I think I was just talking about the restaurant. So always check the menu because you never know what you're going to get when you turn up with your soccer mum friends. I will say I don't think soccer mums are quite as crazy as netball mums. Like they're a whole new league. I wish I was a netball mum, don't tell my daughter that. Um, But they're a whole other league, the netball mums, and I love it and I'm into it. So whatever is exalted, that's right, we're talking about who's dictating the terms. I want the Holy Spirit to dictate the terms of my life because what He's going to do, what He is going to bring, the terms or the conditions of His rule and reign in my life are peace and comfort and truth and advocacy and the presence of God and rest and redirecting me back to Jesus time and time and time again. And that's what I want If I had to pick something to rule and reign over me, they're the things that I want to rule and reign over me. Because at the end of the day, the things of this world will not satisfy us. They will only serve, and not everything in the world is bad. You know, you're going to your kids' sport. That's not bad. You're going to Macca's for lunch or Nando's, as we discussed before the service. Nando's, that's like the youth hang, isn't it, Nando's? Um, I'm really distracted about food. Sorry, everybody. I don't even know what I was... Oh, that's right, the world. But things of this world that we exalt above God, their actual work is not necessarily to push us closer to God. And often those things that we do exalt above Him are a distraction from us serving God wholeheartedly. They're not all bad and each has a place. It's about the priority list. It's about the chain And He needs to be right on the top. He needs to be ruling and reigning within our hearts and our lives. We must make it a priority in our lives to walk with the Holy Spirit daily, allowing Him, like I said before, to speak to us, to challenge us, to help us to transform, to give us wisdom, to give us guidance, to illuminate the truth of the Word of God. That's what we need Him for, to make sure we're on the right track because it's super easy to be distracted. It's easy to come off track, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, when He's ruling and reigning, when we're walking in communion with the Holy Spirit, He brings us back time and time and time again. You know, if you aren't walking in freedom this morning, then you're in bondage. If you aren't free, then you're a captive. And it was never God's design for you and I as Christian people to live a life in bondage or captivity. Jesus died the death that He died for you and I so that the total opposite could be true, that we could live a life of freedom and health and vitality and energy and goodness. That is what He called us to, not a life lived in captivity by different things. And today I want to speak to two areas that I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me about places that people are living right now where they're not walking in freedom. And it applies to all of us to some degree. There's probably something 
in all of our lives that is not necessarily completely free. But these are two areas that I felt the Holy Spirit speak to about today. And the first one is fear, that people are held in captivity to a spirit of fear and it's real and it's powerful. If you've ever been fearful about something, not like a fight or flight situation where a bear was chasing you and you felt afraid, that's a normal response to feel fear about am I going to survive or if you're on a roller coaster and you're a bit frightened about that. They're actual normal responses from the human body. But I'm talking about being captive. Hello, Southams. (laughs) Welcome. Sorry, just caught my eye and my attention there. Beautiful members of our church for a long time. Moved away to retire. Just visiting today. Oh, welcome. So lovely to see you. But the first thing I want to say about fear today is that fear is a liar. If you've ever been held captive by fear about your own life, about your children, about your future, about anything like that, then you know how powerful that force is that comes against you. But you need to know this morning that fear is a liar. It's lying to you. It's a complete opposite to what the truth is and what God speaks about you. You know, I've told the story before about how when Ivy was only really little, so like maybe eight, seven, eight years ago, I had this season where I was convinced I was going to die of a heart attack. Convinced. And the fear that rest, not rested, but aggressively assaulted me over that time was huge. I remember Dan was out, he was at a friend's house, he was working here at the college at the time, and he had gone to a friend's house, they were planning something for school. And so his friend lived about an hour away, so I was at home with Ivy. And it was like this, it was like, a, you know, you'd be totally fine. And then a wave of this fear would just come over me. And I didn't necessarily even have physical symptoms of a heart attack. But the lie was, you're going to die of this heart attack. And I remember that night, probably panic had begun to set in as well. So my heart was probably racing in terms of, am I actually going to have a heart attack? I remember going into Ivy's room. Again, she was only about one. I picked her up out of her cot and I kissed her in case I actually was going to have a heart attack and nobody was going to be there to help me because she was a tiny baby asleep in her cot at night. I remember kissing her, putting her back down and I called Dan and I said, I think I'm having a heart attack. He was like, have you, have you called the ambulance? And I said, I, I don't actually think I'm having a heart attack. I think it's this fear that I am going to have a heart attack that's making me feel super fearful and worried. But I don't actually think I am having a heart attack, but I'm not sure really what's happening. And so I went to lie in bed and he was like, oh, I'm coming home. So, but if you get any other symptoms, you have to call, even if it's nothing, it doesn't matter, call the ambulance because I'm not going to be there to, to help you. Anyway, so this happened over months and months and months, these episodes of... I'm actually going to die. And I was so fearful. And one night, it, like, it, it would happen mainly at night. And I remember one night waking up with the same overwhelming kind of thing, I'm going to die. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say like, take charge of this thing. You are living under the weight of this lie that you're going to die. But fear 
is a liar. I remember sitting up in my bed and I remember just praying and taking authority over my own life and this own situation and asking God to break this spirit of fear over my life. And there's people here today, it's not necessarily health-related fear, but something about your children, about your own life, about your own future that has you so worked up that it wakes you up in the night, that it sits so heavily upon you. And it's not just, oh yeah, yesterday or last week for, you know, 25 seconds I was worried that I wasn't, you know, a good parent or something. We all have those as well. But it's this consistent, aggressive thing upon your life. I want to read this scripture for those people today. Because there is so much power in the Word of God. I'm going to read a bit of Scripture today. There is so much power in the Word of God to break chains. If you need a breakthrough today in the area of fear, then I just declare today that as you hear the Word of God, that it would change you, that the chains that have been holding you back, that the chains that have been wrapped around your heart and your life, the fear that you have experienced, that today in Jesus' Name, by the power of His Word, that those chains would be broken today, that you would walk in the freedom that God has ordained for you and for your life. And it says here in John 16, 12 to 13, there is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. But when the truth giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will prophetically and will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. When the truth giving spirit comes, and today I pray that the Holy Spirit, the one who only speaks truth, would reveal to you that fear is a liar and that He would remove that fear, that He would remove those lies off your life and replace it like a transplant today. That organ that's living within you of fear, that isn't actually functioning correctly, that's lying to you, that the great surgeon today would remove that and transplant into you truth and life and hope and healing today. So remember for those living under the weight of fear that it is a liar. And sometimes it's hard when you're in the midst of a situation to really be able, the loadsmen are here too, everybody's visiting today. Hi loadsmen, give the loadsmen a round of applause as well. Anybody else visiting before I, you know, jump off my message? Any old faces here today? No, great. All right, let's move on. So fear is a lie, but the Holy Spirit is truth-giving. The second thing that fear does, it alters our perception. You know, Ollie at the moment can ask my mum, he's got a really weird thing about reflective lights. I don't know what it is, it's weird. But anyway, so when he comes into our back room or into my mum and dad's lounge room, the way that the sun comes in or if like the first time it happened, I was holding my phone, which was reflecting off the roof and he completely like freaked out. So he was clung to me like, I don't know what he thinks it is, but to the point where he won't come into our back room at the moment or my parents' lounge room without holding one of our hands because he's really uncertain of what it is. Now, because he's so afraid, he has this altered perception it's totally changed 
the truth of what he thinks is happening in that room. This room that he once loved, the son comes in, he's got a thousand toys, he steals Ivy's textures and draws on my countertops. That's really exciting. How fun is raising boys? Grace, you'd know. I don't know how you raised all those boys. They are, they were easy. Can you like come to my house and train mine? Will that be all right? Because it's like, like stop ripping my whole house apart. But, and not naughty, just so into everything. And ever I say, yeah, that's a boy. I said, well, nobody warned me that that was going to happen. So it was a shock to us. It's still shocking me today. But he now, because he's living in fear of whatever this is going on, his perception has been altered. And the same thing happens for you and I. When we're fearful, when we're living in fear, it alters our ability to see clearly. And, you know, I believe there are people here today who have lost hope on a lot of things. Because you've lived in fear or you're living under the captivity or the weight of fear, it's actually altering how you see the world. It's actually altering how you see God. Once you were like, yes, God will break through for me. God will come through for me. He won't disappoint me. But even in your own heart, you've come to a place where you're like, I just don't know anymore because I feel like I'm so afraid of this or that. It's now altering how I even approach my relationship with God. But Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Don't give up on your believing that there is freedom for you, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. There is such a rich and abundant source of hope for you, for your family. Don't give up. Live by the Holy Spirit. You know, in and of ourselves, we can't do it. We can't make it. We can't cross that finish line. It's too hard. It's too taxing. It brings us down and weighs us down too much. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, of walking and journeying with Him consistently on a daily basis, you can experience abundant hope even in the midst of the worst situations of your life. There can still be hope. There can still be joy. It says, with all joy and peace. These things are available to you today. And fear tries to steal those things. It tries to rob you. You know, if you don't have these things functioning in your life, then you're being ripped off because God and the Holy Spirit intend you to abound in these things every day, in every circumstance, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The last thing on fear this morning is fear enslaves us. It says in Romans 8, 15, you, were not, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. So if you're a fearful slave today, this is not the spirit that God gave you. And if God didn't give it to you, where else has it come from? You know, the Bible says in Timothy, I did not give you a spirit of fear. I didn't. The spirit that I gave you was love, power and a sound mind. If you don't have a sound mind today, then I just declare again over you today that the spirit that you are able to walk with, he does not make you a fearful slave. And for people's mind, people with anxiety and depression today, for the overthinkers in the room who are up late at night, mulling over life time and time again, his purpose again for you is that you would have a sound mind that your mind would be protected from the weight of fear. 
It says, instead you received God's Spirit when you were adopted as His own children. And now we call Him Abba, Father. For those experiencing fear today, it's my great prayer that you would experience freedom today. And that as you go about your week and the week to come, that the good work that the Lord has started in you today, that He will bring that thing to completion according to His Word. You know, the second area today that I felt to speak on, which is a little less fun, not that fear is fun at all, but it's the issue around sin. Now, sin has this uh, amazing ability to entrap us and to make us captives and usually of our own doing because it's usually our choices at the end of the day. And it's not a popular, you know, it's not a popular topic, um, but it's a a topic that we still need to talk on. You know, Hebrews 3 talks about when you hear the voice of God, do not harden your hearts. And today even it's uncomfortable to talk about sin because there's so much shame attached to it, isn't there? When you think about your own life and your own wrong decisions, even, you know, a decision you might have made 20 years ago, there is still often shame attached to that thing or regret or deep hurt or deep disappointment. You know, but if you hear His voice today challenge you about an area of sin, remember it's for your own good and health and life. You know, remember back in Genesis when God called out to Adam and Eve after they had sinned. Adam and Eve Eve hid themselves. They didn't want to confront it. They didn't want to come back to God. They were embarrassed and ashamed. But today, if you hear His voice, don't hide and don't harden your hearts. Let's confront it because let's be honest, put your hand up if, you know, without God, you're really stuck in a whole lot of sin. All of us, it's a human condition. That's why God knew that He needed to send Jesus. He knew we couldn't unstick our feet. Have you ever been in really thick, deep mud and you actually can't pull your feet out? And as you try, your feet usually come out of your shoes and they're still stuck. Well, God knew that's what we would be like in our sinful condition, just stuck, unable to move. But He sent Jesus to die on the cross that we could become unstuck and untethered. You don't have to be connected to your sin anymore. There can be a separation of your sin and you. You know, the Holy Spirit helps us in many ways to overcome our sin. The first one, He helps us in our weakness Thank goodness, because I've got a whole lot of weaknesses in my life. Now, I've started to go to the gym. Actually, I've seen Leonie. She's doing, you know, she's turning 40 next year too. Sorry, I'm revealing your age to the whole church. Don't worry. Don't look anywhere near 40. Dan and I are also 40 next year. So he was like, right, it's time to do something. Let's get to the gym. So I was like, righto. Well, I didn't realise how weak I was until I went to the gym and I couldn't walk for an entire week. I could barely sit, you know, like it's like, especially when you've got to go to the toilet, I was like, I can't wait till I'm busting because the time it's taking me to get down to that toilet seat (laughs) is a long time. And then to get up, it's like, I didn't know I had muscles in these legs that had not been used for about 400 centuries. So I know that I'm weak in more ways than one. But the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. In Romans 8:26 it says, in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty. 
to empower us in our weakness. I am so grateful that the Holy Spirit understands that you and I are human and He doesn't judge us for it. Or He doesn't say, you know what, I'm not helping you. That's a bit embarrassing. Pull yourself together and get on with it. No, He comes down to our level. He recognises that we have human frailty, that again, in and of ourselves, we cannot change. But He empowers us. He comes to us in our weakness. So if you've got an area of sin in your life that's, you know, something that continually trips you up, and again, we're all in the same boat on this one, you don't need to overcome it on your own. The Holy Spirit comes to empower you, to help you, to take you by the hand and to lead you through that thing. You know, He comes as as well, the Holy Spirit comes to help us overcome temptation. In Galatians 5.16, I love the heading of this. It says, the Holy Spirit, our victory. And when I read that yesterday, I was like, yes, that is it, our victory the one who has come to help us. He's the one that brings us victory. If you're struggling with your sin today, He comes to help you overcome. He's your victory. He's your help. He's the one that helps you to overcome all temptation. It says this in Galatians 5, 16 to 18. And let me emphasise this. As you yield, as you yield, as you surrender your life, to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit, you hinder Him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of flesh and the new creation, life of the Spirit. But when you yield to the life of the Spirit, you no longer will be living under the law, but soaring high above it. How good is this passage? The Holy Spirit comes and when we walk with Him, we crave more of Him. And the cravings we have for the things of this world grow faint within us. But when we're feeding the self-life, when we're giving in to the temptation, when we're living by the flesh instead of the Spirit, then the craving for the flesh, now obviously we're not talking about cannibalism here, just to make sure that we're all on the same page there. Um, Not that kind of church, thank goodness. Um, But the desire for the things of the world grows stronger and stronger and stronger within us when we are not walking with the Holy Spirit. So yield to Him today. Even in your own heart as you're listening, say, Holy Spirit, I repent. I turn away from that thing which has dominated me. The Bible says here, it says, when the Holy Spirit's blah, 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 they, yeah, and the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. We're not called to have sin dominating us. We're called to have the Holy Spirit ruling and reigning within us. So today we turn our hearts back to Him. The last thing here this morning, I might get Matt back up. The hell, the hell, Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, help me Jesus. The Holy Spirit, He's just left the room, helps to show that we are saved and belong to God. In Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, it says, Christ also brought you truth, which is the good news about how you can be saved. 
you put your faith in Christ and were given the promised Holy Spirit to show you belong to God. The Spirit also makes us sure we will be given what God has stored up for His people. Then we will be set free and God will be honoured and praised. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.